0: Coming live to you and our PJs for the great state of Texas, y'all. This is average flick review. Right? With us. Probably. With us. Yeah. Average flick review. We're re review. Average flicks.
1: Fucking freak Don't do that. No way. First, Average Flick Reviews. Hello, welcome to Average Flick Reviews, the podcast where we review average flicks. This is Evan and my co host Megan. And today we're talking about The Day After Tomorrow. So the director, director's name is Roland Emmerich. Uh, He's kind of the god of all of the disaster movies you see. You may have heard of some of his stuff, like Independence Day. He did Godzilla. Day After Tomorrow, obviously. Independence Day 2. White House Down, 2012 and 10,000 BC. Eight-Legged Freaks. The Patriots. I think it's fair to say that he is the staple of disaster movies in hollywood i mean he's made pretty much every major disaster movie that's come out in the last what 20 years he made it so that's the director it stars uh, dennis quaid jake gyllenhaal um really? uh, emily rosam and ian holm uh, those are the main people dennis quaid uh, obviously you've heard of jake gyllenhaal obviously emmy rosam she hasn't really been much after this um she
0: was in the family
1: Opera. okay she was in the family of the opera for people who watch that and then em home obviously bilbo yeah that's my dude i'm not ever gonna be sad to hear him or see him okay so my synopsis very short I found i don't know how to spell gyllenhaal dennis quaid and jake gyllenhaal fight global warming mexican immigration and a pack of wolves so buckle up and don't think about it too much that's basically what happens in the movie there's that no, <laughs> was great. all hell basically breaks loose <laughs> in this movie. Okay, so we'll go straight into just movie notes. I think it's easy to say, dude, this movie's good. This movie's real good. I love this movie. Global warming blows. It's terrible. If this is what global warming does, fuck. There was tornadoes in L.A. Like a tornado storm of fifty thousand tornadoes like hit L.A. Like eight well the hollywood
0: side disappeared
1: yeah that's something that roland does a lot in his movies is he takes whatever monument you associate with a certain city or just a famous monument and he just yeah, destroys, destroys the hell out of it like he does an independence day he destroys the white house actually he does it again in the white house down and then he does godzilla i think he destroys the empire state building no he destroys the statue of liberty so there's that too <laughs> he does that a lot i think
0: whatever city that he is directing you know that movie in, that he does that because it is a disaster
1: movie and that is a monumental sign of those cities. I think that's just like the staple of the movies too, like of disaster movies in general. You kind of expect it. Yeah, you expect to see some spectacle and usually disaster movies, for some reason what happened in Hollywood is every director decided the way we really hit home, how bad this disaster is. If we destroy something everyone knows and loves, you know, LA's LA obviously got a lot of it uh new york if you go by just general any kind of disaster in the movies it seems to always happen in new york um so new york if, if that was if hollywood's portrayal of new york was real you'd be fucked as a new yorker that's in general so if you're ever in new york that's that's shout out to you guys because you guys are probably gonna die soon um but in a good way so Let's start with, like, the beginning of the movie. So the movie, I hadn't seen this movie in so long that I, like, I thought it was... Oh, you mean
0: so long? Like, five years?
1: At long. least five, at least five years. At least five years. We
0: haven't seen it once, since
1: so our dating it, it was so long that I thought it was Elijah Wood and Mel Gibson that starred in this movie. Whenever people asked what movie I was watching, I said, The Day After Tomorrow, the one that stars Elijah Wood and Mel Gibson. And then I watched the movie and I was like, wow, you're really dumb to so, tell that to everybody. And I was kinda worried that I was like, man, did everyone just like not correct me?
0: Yeah.
1: Pretty much. That
0: or they haven't seen it in just as long as you have, and <laughs> they forgot who was in it
1: too. <laughs> yeah, like we're all just secretly being like, uh, eh, they're the same people. Yeah,
0: basically. So I gotta say that the acting in this movie, I gotta say, was definitely solid.
1: Yeah. It was weird to see this movie, which is such a ridiculous plot.
0: But it was still good. Y- you were still, like, enthralled with it. It wasn't yeah. over the top.
1: Yeah, like, the lead actors definitely were so good at their craft. You know, you're okay with the movie being kind of silly because they're doing a really good job. Yeah,
0: because of course none of that actually happened. That was all silly. Well, it was based
1: on a true story.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's just crazy that, you know, that these actors are good at their craft, that they can still act. Like, it is actually happening regardless if it's... I mean that has to be all green screen. There's no way that they can portray something like
1: No, I mean yeah, it was technology. definitely it was definitely CGI but it the but plot is sometimes
0: of... you can tell them in CGI that the actors aren't fully invested because they can't actually envision what is going on. And I feel like in those situations that you could really feel that those actions could be taking place by the way that they were acting.
1: Yeah. Every now and then you get a you get a movie that does this where the plot is really stupid but the actors in them are really good and they sell it really well and you don't necessarily care because if, if the plot's bad and the cgi is bad and the acting's bad it's it's just a bad movie but like if you get even one of those correct where the cgi is really good then you get the acting really good then you get a movie like this where it's you're okay with some of the situations being stupid because the actors are doing so good at their job they're carrying the movie themselves
0: this movie when I was younger, when it first came out, when I watched it with my family, I would hate watching it because I would actually be scared of mm-hmm. what the movie was. Watching it now that I'm an adult because I haven't really watched it in the past five years now, and like reliving how I didn't want to watch it when I was younger because I would have bad dreams about it or I think that that was actually coming kind of true. So it's funny now, I'm watching it and I'm like, how can I be so scared of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, this came out the same time as uh, Al Gore's What's it, was it called? A huge
0: issue. Like yeah, it, back then when it came out, what yeah. was that by the way? Like two thousand four. Yeah, it was. It,
1: was came now, a, well, it came It came out. A huge issue. It came out at just the right time because two thousand four. Like I said, Al Gore had his movie, uh, his documentary come out. Um, and and then he's like, hey, look, we oh, and,
0: and and that's whenever it like, really right, took the, the political. Yeah, that's
1: it really took the political scene. Like this movie came out just the right time. If it had come out ten years earlier, ten years afterwards, I don't think it would have been as as successful as it was. So what did, okay, so what did you think, you remember the hail scene? In Japan? Yeah. When
0: they were like, golf-sized, and then he was like, he was on
1: the phone, <laughs> and he like, decided to run with the thing, on, not on his head. Yeah. And he died? And he's, why? I, just, I don't know why, I just thought it was funny, because he, he was like, he was like, we have golf-sized hail, and no joke, I mean, when he said like golf-sized hail, as he's saying it,
0: it was literally. It was like, like the, the size, size of a
1: basketball. The, uh, like, it was, it was it was huge. It was, it was like somebody was throwing giant like ice at him. Okay. So I don't know. I just thought it was funny, and I think that was kind of, I mean, it had to be on purpose. There was no way that you had to think that like Roland Emmerich was like, no, 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 we're gonna throw the biggest fucking hail you've ever seen at this guy.
0: Movies back when it was made like ten plus years ago. Or the intros are so long that they don't get straight to like the point of the movie and then have the, all the ends. See, but I like so, that. So like, I liked the beginning when it was like going through all that stuff, but it was just so long. It was like, let's just get to the movie already. I don't care about all these stupid things, you know. So I feel like that's something that I didn't like.
1: See, I liked it though because there's a definite halfway point in the movie. Like there's there's the point of the movie where it gets to be pretty. Outrageous, and the first half is not. And that's what I liked about it was that there's the point all the way up to the wolf pack scene. From then to there, I don't you couldn't really poke any holes in the story. It was very solid, compact, it made sense. I mean, everything was developed really well, at least in my opinion. But then So what
0: happens after But then then after
1: after the the Wolf Pack, the Wolf Pack was whenever all of the all of the plot holes started to come into the movie. That's whenever I was like okay, this is ridiculous. Because, like, I feel like every movie has its own universe. So, whenever I watch a movie and I see hail coming down, I'm like, okay, this is a universe where hail could do that. You know, where that basketball-sized hail could come down. I'll, I'll just agree with that. Because I know that's the, for the sake of the movie. Like, I know you just have to go with it. But... Whenever the movie starts to create its own plot holes and create its own holes in the story, that's whenever I start to be like, Okay, this movie's getting kinda of ridiculous.
0: I feel like that with a movie like this where they are over portraying this drastic event, it's gonna be dramatic. It's not gonna be golf size hill. It's gonna be that basketball size hill. See, it's gonna be those eight tornadoes in Los Angeles, it's gonna be that snowstorm that's like thirty five feet like deep. See,
1: but all of those things happened. It happened before that wolf scene. Like I said, you can have an outrageous movie. Like, you can have an outrageous plot and that be a thing. So, like, the plot holes that I had, like, you know, they talk about, like, you couldn't live. And they found all these dead people in the snow, right? They said, like, if you go outside, you're going to die. That's going to be what's going to happen. You're going to die if you go outside. So, you have to stay inside. So, they made that rule. They made that rule pretty abundantly clear by showing all of the people that left the library died. They showed that at the end. But somehow the wolves survived for some reason. They just were living in the cold, not dead. Well, wolves are
0: naturally made to live in colder temperatures. Not
1: negative 150 like they said it was.
0: But I feel like wolves, animals, you different than humans they either have humans.
1: way though they're I mean different organs and different temperatures I mean the obviously ground. they're different but at the same time if I put Maya out you know in the winter if I put Maya out in Antarctica well
0: she's a domestic dog and she was a wolf that lives out in the wilderness all the, but time. the wolf should not have lived could have been alive because the boys went outside and they were fine that was they went rare. out
1: very shortly and they were and they had to run back in because of how cold it was
0: I know but they were still alive so we don't know if the wolves die later on or not. Because obviously it's only made for that one scene.
1: Well, yeah. And
0: realistically, they could have died immediately afterwards we they didn't show the scene.
1: I mean, yes, but the plot hole is still there. Nobody can go outside for any long period of time. The wolves are not going to know that's the case. They're just going to die. That's what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah, but for the point of the scene, they're alive.
1: For the point of the scene, which there... There was no point of that scene being in the movie, first of all. there's a an early scene. I, I liked it. It was something that was just it was just a fun scene, but there was, was no of point of it being that, in the movie. You
0: know, they were hungry, and
1: that... The director was just saying, look, I, I can put CGI wolves in here. Let's do it. Like, you know, that, that's kind of what it felt like. Oh, so Frank sacrifices himself?
0: Oh, I know. I hated that part.
1: My thing was that, like, okay, I get why, like, it made sense why he cut the rope. My thing was... I mean, here's maybe two or three stories up so he sacrificed himself but like not in a way that you couldn't just go down there and get him like Unless you know he but that's not, it was only a couple of stories i mean he could have died but like very slim chances like you can still you know this isn't like the stone ages it
0: looked a lot, de- looked a lot further down than three stories no it was just
1: a mall to me, whenever I looked at it, like cause I remember, I, I remember I saw it. I was like, I was like, that's not very far. Like, I was like, why would you just assume he's dead?
0: But that also, the glass was breaking. But why couldn't it, the, um, whatever his name was just slide over to the next glass? Because well, because he was
1: carrying all of his weight. I think, I think it was once he did that. Once he was like put his hands on the railing. But how
0: did he? I think pull him back up. The other guy was gonna. Come the other guy was gonna come help him out.
1: Yeah. And I think I, I think once he put his hand, like he put his full weight on him, I think that's whenever he was like, "Okay, I cannot move now. Like this is where I have to be." And he saw the glass breaking, so he cut have. I I see why. I I get why the scene happened. I think it was just like you could have made it seem like he dropped a little farther than a couple of stories, but you said he didn't. So
0: I thought it was more than a couple of stories. So it looked a lot further.
1: So what else? What else do you like?
0: What I didn't like the part where. Jack Gyllenhaal was like, dude, my dad's a fucking scientist. He has a PhD in this shit. Don't go outside. And then people were like, yeah, maybe we should go outside. But because the cop says we're going to go outside, everybody fucking goes outside. And I get it, like, he's a cop, but still it's like, I I don't know, I just feel like maybe they should have waited a little while while longer. You know what I mean? They probably would have been alive. I know that isn't the point of the movie, but it just kind of seemed like,
1: it's not just everybody
0: just up the left and it's yeah like, don't don't you think that you would want to be inside where it's warm like why would you want to go outside when it's where it's cold you yeah. obviously have a roof you have fire like you have a fireplace you probably could find food you obviously have made you have floor for a bed Why would you go out just to what walk across the the snow to find what what are you trying to find
1: mean, they were trying to find their way out of the snow but there's snow everywhere <laughs>
0: How, how do they think they that going to work okay, out? Okay, they
1: didn't know that.
0: I feel like there's a lot of scenes in there that didn't need to be in there. Like, the Asian guys that went to the bus, they were like, oh, I'm so cool, I'm getting to the bus, and then they were like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I just don't feel like that
1: was either. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like Roland Emmerich always does that. Like, it's a staple of his movies that he'll do. If you're the super dickish businessman, you're going to die, like, in two seconds. He has the same thing with his dogs. If you look at his movies, there's always a character that has a dog, and that guy always lives and serves the dog every oh, single time. That
0: made me happy. The dog was so sweet, and I was so sad when the cop was like, "You can't bring a dog in here." He's like, "Bro, it's snowing outside. Where else are we gonna go?" Either
1: but yeah, he always dog, he always makes the he always makes the dog live, just like he always kills off businessmen. Yeah. So back to the scene with with the cop. Yeah, my thing with that scene is that like. So I mean, obviously you listen to the cop, and obviously you want to like take authority from the cop. But it wasn't just the kid; like it wasn't, it wasn't it so. wasn't just Jake Jill- It wasn't just Jake Gyllenhaal that said it, though. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. said it, but there was also radio broadcasts and stuff like that telling them like, everybody to stay inside, do not leave. And I don't like, understand and, how and, and that. And then see
0: people doing it, they're like, "Oh, we should go then."
1: Yeah, that was my thing. Was that like they were all like, "We should go." The whole portrayal is like, "Oh, well, the kid wouldn't. They won't listen to the kid." But it wasn't just the kid, like, it was the government and everyone telling you, like, hey, stay inside, do not leave, and they do anyways. The whole, th- I don't know, that whole thing was kind of stupid. I think it was, I think it was honestly just so they could thin down the cast, so they could, yeah. they could do more with the, the smaller cast and make yeah. more stories out that, of that. that.
0: it really gets more intense, you know, the yeah. guy, Jake Gyllenhaal tries to go to the phones and then he almost drowns, you know, and then you got the cut in the leg, and her getting sick and then the wolves and then you know the dad you know all that stuff so yeah i definitely feel like if it was they were definitely just skipping down on the cast because no i been all the other people weren't any big name people you know
1: yeah okay so there's there's a scene that happens um about midway through the movie and it's basically everybody's fleeing to mexico he tells everybody you know dennis quaid comes in he tells the president like everybody below the in the southern states evacuate them get them out of the united states and he's like, take them into Mexico, do whatever you need to do, get them out of there, because they're going to die if they don't. And while it makes sense, like, cool, but for some reason the movie tries to, like I say it several times, that it, in a reverse trend of Mexican immigration. are
0: illegally crossing the border into Mexico.
1: So, here's my thing. Global warming, freezing the Earth, and destroying all humanity that we know of, pretty much, and killing everyone Is nowhere near comparable to immigration issues that we have today. So it was like, why did you even put that in there? Because all it would piss me off.
0: I'd be like, bro, we're dying, and you're trying.
1: Yeah, like like, it was like it was just an unneeded political viewpoint that I was like, that's not that doesn't make any sense in this scenario. Like,
0: like they stop people from coming in.
1: Yeah, like I don't think I don't think a news reporter would say that either in in real life. Like I don't feel like that was something that would would have been said. Yeah, because like well, it was, but, but it was, yeah, and it was like, it's, it's just so, it's just so not that, you know, Yeah. but yeah, that was my things that made me kind of just go home, huh? like,
0: board, if it, I feel like if it was reverse Mexico, we're just trying to get into that stage that I feel like we would let them in because we're all trying to survive here, you
1: know? Yeah, I don't know. It was just very, it was, it, was it was very about, dumb to me. Why,
0: why is it Mexico, why, why, why is it not nothing happening in Mexico? The, they
1: explain it, that, that the, the polar caps basically shifted. So there probably was stuff going on down there, but the northern hemisphere was changing, not the southern hemisphere.
0: Mexico was part of the border of the United States. Why?
1: They explained that it was the very edge, that everyone below this line was going to be in Arctic snow, and then everyone in the southern states was still going to basically be in the Arctic. And they said that Mexico was, the, like, basically the warmest place that they could live at. Like, they explained it. It, it was—it made sense. The entire northern hemisphere was changing. This is where the—this is, like, the edge of it where it stopped changing. Like, that was the end of it. Because Mexico
0: is just naturally warmer,
1: so it was just It was because it was farther south. Like, that's what they were—like, the, the polar caps were shifting south, Right and that it was just like it stopped shifting pretty much right over like northern america and so there was think of that as like the new arctic circle and then mexico was right underneath it and it was basically like think of that as like the new canada where you can still live there but it's cold that. uh oh yeah uh so another issue i have with it why does the biggest dick in the room become president that was the one thing that kind of, like, made me mad. Was, like, this guy was such an asshole. Every chance he got, like, the very beginning, Dennis Quaid is giving a speech about, like, global warming and what could happen. At and the conference thing. Yeah, is- like, at the UN. And, you know, the the president does that little thing where he you know, checks his paper and he's like, Mr., uh... Wade, is it? And I wanted to be like, motherfucker, you know exactly who he is because they introduced him when he came on stage and you came to this. How did you not know that this is the guy? Like, Don't act like you don't know him because you know who he is. Like, You're just a dick the entire movie. He has better
0: things to worry about than some scientist who's coming up just to talk about global warming. That's cool. I'm not saying
1: that, that, that that should be his top priority. I'm saying that you don't have to be a dick about it.
0: He's also born in the movie. I'm um, still super bummed that he became president because the other president was way better, way nicer. Yeah, like he didn't—he he didn't deserve to die.
1: Yeah, I don't—I don't know. I just didn't like because like it seemed like at every scene he was
0: a dick.
1: Yeah, every scene it showed him being a dick. Every single one. I mean, he—you know—well, he, there's a part where he's—you know—Dennis Quaid's telling him to evacuate the southern part of America, and he's like, "Well, what does he know about evacuations? What does he know about this?" And then, you know, the guy was just like, well, his son's in Northern America and he's leaving him behind to die. So, and that was where I was like, why is he like, he becomes president at the very end. I was like, why? Like, I did not like that character at all. All you told me was that the biggest dick in the movie becomes the leader of the free world now. Where I was like, that doesn't give me very much hope for later. You know, like, it doesn't give me hope for the next movie.
0: And he kept dismissing. Like he was just an idiot blabbering on nonsense. Yeah. He has a fucking PhD, okay? He's gone and studied all over the world to to do his job. Do you not think he has some knowledge of the weather and what's going on and maybe they should evacuate? Like, yeah, he doesn't know the politics. He doesn't know what to do. But he knows, hey, we should get people out. You should listen to me. And then when it happens, the president's still like, oh, no, you are right. You know, and no, no. And he's like, bro, it's literally happening. Just like I said, it was. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot sooner than what he said it was.
1: Yeah. That was. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. I don't I know what him, like, they, what the point of him being that way was. I
0: know.
1: Like I, I, need. I know you need contrast. Like I know you need some kind of thing to have your character fight against in the beginning. But you had like there was no change in the character's personality or his like there was no story arc to him. He was just a dick throughout the entire thing. Who later became leader of the free world. Which tells me, in this universe, if you're the biggest dick in the world, you become the leader of that world. Like, I don't know why it was like that. But, okay, so, what things did you like? Because we talked a lot about things we didn't like.
0: I liked just the overall, like, disasters that were happening. I thought it was really cool, just like, graphic scenes. When... The tornadoes are happening in Los Angeles, the way that they made it look, and then the way that the <sighs> sign gets taken off, and then Those... the guy dies yeah. from the sign, and then the outside of the building, you know, where the guy is hugging up with that girl. I thought it was just hilarious that, like, the whole side of the building, he kind of just opens the door and he could fall off. Like, that was really cool to me. And then, like, um, not the hail storm as much, because I thought that was a little weird. Because of
1: how big the hell was.
0: Not how big the hell was, just the part when he's like in the thing and he thinks it's a smart idea to remove the head thing, the briefcase he was holding on his head and then run. It's like you could not have ran with your thing on your head, you know? Like, you wouldn't have gotten hit on your head and you wouldn't have died. Yeah. But I also really liked the. I feel like in every movie when they do this, like a huge wave, like a big tsunami's coming in, the action. I feel like that is always a really cool cool part in movies, and I feel like this was a really cool part when everybody's, like, running, and the guy in the buzz looking behind him, you know, in the mirror, you just see all these people running, and you're just like, oh, shit, what's going on, you know, and all of a sudden you see this huge wave, it's just, like, that, that anticipation of, like, what the fuck, you know, and then, like, when they're running inside the library, you're just like, ah, go, you know, it's just, just like, that buildup, and I hated that she ran back to help, I mean, I'm, glad that she went she went back to help because that's like a good thing but bro like the problem with the fittest you, you either die or you live you know like it, it's doggy dog so the fact that she went back to help and then she went back for her purse bro the fucking world's ending do you really think they're gonna they're gonna need no passport how the fuck are they gonna get there they got no way to get there everything's there's no buses okay there's no airplanes so there's okay no trains there's so subways. How are you going to? Why are you going to need your passport?
1: I think you're assuming that everyone knows the world's ending as it's happening. The passport thing to me makes sense, for me at least, because it's like I need to get the fuck out of here. There's a tsunami happening.
0: But I need how to get are they going to get out of there?
1: How? It, but okay, the city
0: that they're in is literally underwater.
1: Yes, that's true, but they don't know the rest of the world is fucked. For all they know, and that's that's where I think the the people that had the um, that walked out in the snow were the same way where it's like for all they know the world isn't fucked. They it all happens like in the span of like, I guess, two days, the day after tomorrow. Is that what this whole thing is about? So like, is it two days? Is that how long it is? But
0: um after tomorrow. I know, right?
1: Is it about how long it it is? Um, Tricky. But anyways, so the passports, like they don't know the world's ending. That's I think that's something that you have to remember. Is that like you know the world's ending because you're watching the movie? You know this is called the day after tomorrow. I know the world ends, but like they don't. So there's some things like that where I'm okay with. There's some things where like like the passport thing. That's what I would do in the same situation. Like obviously I would I would run, but I would make sure I had my passport and stuff on me because if I don't, how am I gonna get back after I just had the worst vacation of my life?
0: But they're gonna find it. They're gonna think they're stupid that they try to run back in a huge tsunami wave that they're gonna die when they realize they can't get home. You know.
1: Yeah, but they're also thinking of how do I get home? You know, like obviously in hindsight that's stupid, but like, but like I I would be the same way. I don't, I don't think know, I'd run back I, for it, but I, it, I, I would make like, sure I had it. If I was
0: in that situation, I definitely want to have run back. I wouldn't have to let some random girl run back.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I th- there's I think some sort of you guys got to add for suspense, but. Um. Yeah. No. I really liked the CGI and stuff like that. Um. Even in the early '90s, whenever Roland Emmerich really got started, even then he was really good with good set pieces. Um. That's something he's always been really good with. Yeah. I mean, independent, Independence Independence Day. Of,
0: like the movies that he's done, like you mentioned earlier, I could definitely.
1: He knows I how to make a good. Yeah. He knows how to make a good action scene. Like that's something he does really well. But
0: yeah, in disaster movies like that, like all the ones he's done, you have to have. To Action do you have to have the good build-ups, yeah. you know, like disasters. But yeah, I definitely have to say this overall I don't even understand. I wanna know what the bad, you know, because we're doing average movies, so I wanna know what the average the people that didn't like it they liked it that much that they you know mean that on Grant Tomatoes it was midway, like because I definitely think this is a definitely solid like ninety
1: I wouldn't put it ninety. I I think this I mean, it's
0: definitely a minus. No,
1: I, I wouldn't put it that high. It was a good, fun movie. I'd say it's definitely a good movie. Like, there's no argument to me. So, or, would you rate it? I would rate it a low B, maybe a mid B. Like yes, just you, a, you, were talking a B. about how good it was. I thought you, I
0: thought you re, re definitely rated it a little higher because I was thinking more like a B, but I said
1: A. No, I I think it's solid B. I think the issue that this movie has along with a lot of other movies is that it's a disaster movie and a lot like comic book movies there are some people that will give it a bad grade just because it's a disaster movie. Not necessarily because of it's actual worth. I think some people just there's people that just go into the movie and they're like I'm going to hate this movie no matter what happens because it's a disaster movie and I hate disaster movies and I'm only here because my boyfriend wanted me to come. That's stupid. But you get the same thing from comic book movies. Like when you look at like, The Dark Knight, whenever that came out, that that movie came out, and it blew the world by storm, and it should have won Picture of the Year for the Oscars, but it I mean, didn't. And the only reason it didn't even get nominated was because it was a comic book movie, and they didn't want to give it the credit that it deserved. They didn't like the idea of a comic book movie being the best movie of that year.
0: But, I think that's stupid, because it isn't about what, like, the genre, per se, it's about the reviews. it's about the, the picture, it's about the fans about what mm. people wanted it to be, not what you thought that it should have been. If it if it got the most tickets, if it got the most fan base, if it did have the best costume, and things like that, why would you not? You know what I mean? I feel like that's just stupid. And they were stupid <laughs>
1: back then. I understand where you're coming from. Like, in, I mean, the uh, world, if the world was perfect, that's how it would run. But it's not. And people suck.
0: The Lord of the Rings won a shit ton awards when it came out but i mean it's kind of it's, it's not a comic book but it's like okay i'm gonna say this tally. once don't ever
1: put lord of the rings in the idea that it's not a good movie because that movie's one of the greatest no, movies of all no, time
0: no no it is one of the greatest movies of all time but so i'm saying though but it's and it's not a comic book but it's all like that fairy tale not real just like a comic book
1: i still wouldn't put that into it I, I wouldn't I would I still don't think I could compare comic book movies to Lord of the Rings. It's So Lord
0: of the Rings is that just that much better?
1: Yes, but also it's just so different. They come from comic books. Like they come from they cost a dollar to, to buy those things and it's well they they have some stories in them, to be honest, like Superman's a great character, but most of his stories are shit. Like most of his stuff sucks. There's only a handful of, of great stories that come out of him. Same thing with most comic books. Whereas Lord of the Rings, that was one of the more perfect stories I think I've I've ever experienced, book and movie. I would say there was more to it; it was more fleshed out. It was just a better story. Where comic books, at the end of the day, those can be perceived as childish, and Lord of the Rings was not necessarily childish. Like I feel like the movie itself was a feat; like that was a a real triumph that you probably won't see replicated as well again okay
0: so about to regroup again yeah
1: so anyways okay so the reason i gave it a b there's still definite holes in it in my opinion the scene with the wolf pack was gnarly that was awesome but that move like that like i said that's the part where the movie switched from being a really really good movie to being a really really good disaster movie and i was like okay this has ridiculous parts that shouldn't have been in it um yeah, boy, though. not necessarily though because the movie's doing really really well up until that point there's a good half of a the movie there that was really really well done and you look at like independence day or some of the other disaster movies and there's some that do it really well like there's ridiculous plots in there but they do it well enough to where you're able to ignore them and move past them i think that's what makes them a great movie but this movie it had ridiculous parts in there, and eventually those ridiculous parts were too ridiculous for the movie to be able to hold up. You know? Yeah. And that's where the only holes it was, because it was still a fun movie. It never made it less... It was never less fun because of it, but it was like, okay, this is whenever I was like, and there's the movie that I was looking for. Like, There's the disaster movie. Because disaster movies have that bad rap of being so over the top that it couldn't actually happen. And there's... Obviously, you've got to suspend some belief for this kind of movie, but like there's a point where you just can't anymore, you know, and that's where I was. That's why I gave it like a B, but I still think in terms of like if we're wondering if this movie's good, this movie was good. This is this. I think if you ever if you see one disaster movie in your life, this, this is, is a good disaster movie to watch.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, this this is one that I would say you got what you came for. You got what the top notch disaster movie could be.
0: I felt like it started really well and it ended really, really well. You know, it wasn't...
1: It was just the middle where Frank sacrifices himself um, and the wolves and that whole where they're running away from the cold, which we didn't talk about, but that's a thing. Oh, like, yeah. like, there's a whole wall of cold coming from them, which makes the no eye of the storm no sense. The of
0: the eye. Which is, by the way, super cool, way, we didn't mention this, but when they're out of space, they can see all that the
1: storm yeah it was really that was pretty cool it was really cool it had good it had good cinematography to it but it was just that part where they're running away from literally a wall of cold like the cold is chasing them and you can see it follow them up the stairs and i'm like that's not how cold works dude like that's not that's not what that is and it it took me out of the movie because i was like what the fuck like that's not how that happens no,
0: but they had to. They had to show you the cold was coming. You obviously can't see cold. There had to so be a better way. I mean, it was made a long have, time ago. Yeah, I have. had if they were to do a day after tomorrow too. gosh, still crying. It would definitely be way better today than it was in two thousand and
1: four. Four. I disagree with that. I don't, think, I don't think this movie needs a sequel. But
0: no, I'm just saying, like, if they were to make the exact same movie like today, it would. There's
1: uh, yeah, there's definitely a better way of doing it. Like there's definitely a better idea. I can't think of one because I'm stupid. But like,
0: you're not stupid. You're just not. you made to. you you But
1: not, uh, I can't think of one because it's just that's not what I'm here for. But I, I can tell you there's definitely a better way to do this than what than what they did in terms of just that cold scene. I don't know. Anyways, I give it
0: a B plus because like I said, we both agree it's good. Solid. I do agree. The reason why it's a B plus is because like you said, there were some parts I didn't like, so that obviously not sit down. But B plus because I think I liked it. I didn't have as many plot holes in different issues as much as you did. So
1: Final grades. Evan B, yes it's good. And Megan B plus, yes it is good. Um yeah.
0: Day for tomorrow
1: watch it. God will still be crying if you watch the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. This has been a Running Hamster podcast. we a bunch of people who like to talk and hopefully entertain as well. Thank you for listening and check back regularly for more projects.